Please stand on all fours. That means kneel on your knees and rest on your hands. If your wrists are uncomfortable, then you can use your fists to allow yourself that support. Allow your knees to be underneath your hip joints. Allow your hands or fists to be underneath your shoulder joints. And just observe for a few moments. Now you have these four supporting points. Is one point standing out in such a way that you feel, oh yes, that's taking most of your weight? Is one point standing out as almost being surplus requirement? And see if you can allow the weight to spread as evenly as you can amongst the four points of contact. And now in this position, very gently and slowly, so you can observe, start rounding your back like a cat's back. So your back is rounding towards the spine. And then do the opposite movement equally gently. Allow your back to drop towards the floor. So there's a hollow back. And go to and fro for a few moments with a back that is rounding and lifting and with a back that is dropping and arching. And observe how your front responds to that. When your back is lifting, so is your front. When your back is dropping, so is your front. Allow your elbows to stay straight, so no bending in the elbows. And further observe how your head is responding to the movement of your spine. If we think of lowering the head and lifting the head, when is the moment for lowering? When is the moment for lifting? And bring that into play a bit more consciously, a bit more deliberately, so that overall you feel the whole of the spine from atlas, first vertebra down to tailbone, is engaged in this movement. And please sit back on your heels or crouch or even lie on your side for a moment and rest. And then get into the same position again. Should you need to rest longer than you just stop the tape, that's very easy. And now lift one knee, doesn't matter which one, and move it in the direction of your belly, i.e. lift the move at the knees and bring it forwards and then put it back to where it started from. And do that several times and observe what is the response in your spine. What is the response in your back, which is not the spine, it's the back, as opposed to the front. So what is your response in the front? How does your sternum respond to your request of bringing one leg underneath your body? How does your head respond to that request? Notice your breathing. Okay, and when you're ready, do the same thing with the other leg. Is it the same thing? Or do you get a slightly different message? Maybe this leg movement is bigger. Maybe it's smaller. Maybe it's easier and feels freer. 
Maybe it's clear or maybe it's less clear. And again, relate that movement to the activity of your sternum, of your back, of your front, of your tailbone, of your head. And then please let it be again and rest in a restful, restful for you position for a moment. You're not trying to do something right. You're using the movements to gather information about your own interpretation of an invitation to move in a special way. So please stand on all fours again. And now take one leg and move it backwards. Keep the knee bent and move it backwards as if to bring the sole of the foot in the direction of the ceiling. Backwards and up. And then back to its resting place again, the knee. And as you're doing the movement, again observe how is your torso responding to this movement. You know with horses, the hind leg needing to engage the power for the horse's movement coming from behind. Now it's your hind leg you're looking at. How is that movement of the leg backwards absorbed? transmitted through the spine, the tailbone, the pelvis, the length of your spine, your head, your sternum, the shape of the front and the shape of the back, and then please, the same movement with the other leg. Again, we have wonderful uh, uh, opportunity to compare, not to judge, but to compare how is the movement with the other leg? Is there a reason why you chose your other leg first? The pleasure, the ease, the effortlessness, moving a leg backwards in such a way that no part is standing out of your skeleton as having to do extra work, extra strain, or being extra important. Okay, and again for a moment, take the weight off your hands. We're not used to that. And crouch back or sit on your heels. Whatever is okay for you. And then get on all fours again. Choose one leg and let it now go in both directions, forwards and backwards, or maybe you start off backwards and forwards. Is the spine following the movement of the leg, or is the spine doing the movement before the leg is doing it? Is the timing of the response of the spine the same when the leg goes forwards or backwards, or is the spine in one direction of the leg more keen to get involved and in the other direction a bit less sure? So again, compare up to the movement, the response of your head. Your, the shape of your front, the shape of your back, and then do it with the other leg. Make sure you're not straightening the leg, but the foot, as it goes back, goes to the ceiling. And just now, whilst you're doing it easily, comfortably, so your mind can wander around your skeleton and see what's going on, can you imagine your horse in motion 
and can you imagine the weight of the rider on the back? Imagine someone was sitting in the middle of your spine. What would that person feel? And how could you comfortably, of course, you couldn't quite, if you, unless it's a lightweight, accommodate that movement? Okay. Is it different from the other leg? And leave it alone and please come and lie on one side. Use a pillow for your head or use your own arm. Have your legs bent, drawn up in the front comfortably. And lie reasonably straight. So there's a, a that sort of a line you can follow from your hip bone, iliac crest to be fancy, up to your shoulder. And then up to the ear of that side. And now in this position, start moving your upper leg, that is, a bit forwards towards your chest. And now in this more relaxed position, relax because you're not having to stand on all fours, again observe the response, the support of the spine. Lumbar spine. 12 thoracic vertebrae. You can involve the head or leave the head out of the picture at the moment. That's up to you. Maybe you want to alternate a bit once, let the head get involved and then let the head be out of the picture. Make sure you're not lifting the leg to the ceiling. Just let it slide on the other leg and come towards your chest. How does your chest respond? What allows your knee to come right up underneath you, if you were on all fours again. And where do you feel ah, it can't go any further? Why? Okay, let it be. So with each movement, address different parts of your skeleton to get an overall picture of this particular action, which is actually the action of your horse when your horse is in walking and carry, carrying or not carrying the rider. But of course it's interesting or important for you as a rider to understand what the relationship is between the horse's hind leg action, the horse's pelvis, then the spine and the ribcage, the sternum, and right into the horse's neck action and head action. So the same leg now, bent in the knee, don't straighten the leg, take it backwards. Notice what and at what point comes forwards in your body. So from your pelvis, the hip bone, can you feel how it's going forwards, to the lumbar spine, forwards, inwards, forwards is in the direction of your own body to the front, backwards is towards the back of your body. Is your chest involved? Is your sternum support in the movement? Have you got the feeling of what your ribs in the front need to be allowed to do? Open up and spread. And what that means for the ribs in the back, coming closer together and uh, allowing the spine to move inwards and forwards. And again, let the leg rest. And now move the leg in your own time, slowly, in either direction. 
forwards and backwards. If one direction is easier, make that direction a bit smaller to match the other direction so that you get the feeling of both directions of the leg that you're moving are equally possible, equally comfortable, and most of all equally clear to your sensing and do your reflecting on what's going on with your spine, with your pelvis. We have a little tailbone, so can you see that in space? The interaction with the front of your body, i.e. the sternum, the ribs in the front. And as you are having a bit more leisure maybe in on the side, can you translate what's going on in your spine relative to your leg movement to what you see is happening with the horse's hind leg action and the horse's spine. Horses have a sternum. What's going on there? Horses have ribs. And again, when you move your leg forwards, which would be underneath you if you were on all fours for the horse, appreciate the ribs at the back having to widen and the back is lifting or in this position moving backwards. That can't happen if the sternum is fixed. Now, just for a moment to explore that, allow your head, take your head to be backwards. Take your chin away from the chest. Not too much, just a little bit. Imagine a horse with the head being pulled back or up and now and keep and notice what that does to the sternum and now take your leg forwards but keep the head fixed and notice what it does to the sternum. The sternum can't move. Notice what it does to the overall rounding of the spine. It's interfered with. So a free neck and a free head also for us and very important for the horse, is vital for a free movement of the spine and therefore a free movement of the hind leg. Line your back for a moment and rest. Maybe there's a sensory memory of one side having been active and giving attention to, and the other side just being your support point. Maybe you find one side lying a bit flatter, a bit longer. Maybe you feel the breathing in one side more clearly. And of course you are welcome to do the same exploration lying on the other side. However, for the moment and for the 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 shape and duration of this lesson, please come and stand on all fours again. Notice the weight distribution on your hands. Notice what you do with your head. Notice what your spine, the shape of your back and the shape of your front, are like when you're resting. And now please use the same leg that you were playing with lying on the side and move that leg again underneath you, forwards and backwards. Become a horse. Notice the response throughout the spine. Go slowly so you can feel, think, address different parts of the body. Notice your head. Is the movement a bit clearer 
or are you getting a clearer image of what's happening with your horse's spine? Notice the widening of the ribcage when the back is lifting. Notice the widening of the ribcage in the front when the back is dropping. And now just do it a few moments with the other leg. Of course, we've only got one spine, but we have different muscular patterns left and right. And the other leg hasn't had the same attention. Is there a difference? Needn't be, but these are interesting questions. And when you go next on horseback, could you think that although the horse is, vertic is horizontal like you are now with your spine, the rider has its spine, his or her spine vertical, this is an action that goes on through the horse's body and uh, see how well you can support it with your own body awareness. Thank you for listening.